Well, we're the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in New York County, I am Hophead Huck, a.k.a. Pale Male. And coming to you from another undisclosed location in the County of Kings, oh. is I, the Beer Wonder. And we are... The Beer Avengers. The Beer Avengers. Beer Avengers. Beer Avengers. We'll get that at some point. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, fix it in post. Um, (laughs) We've got a very exciting show for you this week. Uh, We, as always, have uh, lots of thoughts about what's going on. We uh, have another origin story coming your way. But first, uh, before we get to anything, let's get to the pours. Oh, I've been waiting all day for this one. Me too. Mm -hmm. All right, great. So... uh, Hey, I'll start. Yes, excellent. I'm too excited. <laughs> I took a trip up to uh, District 96 Brewing today, and this is their freshest offering. Actually, canned on Friday. Oh wow! Uh, fuzzy Math Double IPA Northeast style. Beautiful. Now, when you when you say you took a trip up to them, where exactly are they? New City is on the other side of the Hudson in Rockland County. In fact, it's the county seat of Rockland County. I've learned a lot about it. We could talk more about it. Uh, as you, as I pour here, you know? Oh, no, uh, that is just gorgeous there. That looks like it's super hazy there. Is that what you're seeing, Hawk? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice haze. They are the up-and-coming haze kings out there. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Yeah, it basically looks like you're drinking a milkshake with grapefruit juice in it with that gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> foamy head. I, I want it. I'm, I'm really jealous. I'm, I'm yeah. sad that our undisclosed locations are separated by a river. I got I got some cans for you. I got to get it to you. All right. oh, there we go. Oh, my goodness. First sips. That's that's some magic right there. That's very good. Very good. Go on Go on to the next. Looks good. Yeah, it looks awesome. Oh, my. Oh, okay. When did you go next beer winner? I can keep doing this. Oh. I know. He's having the feelings. And oh, you know what? Yes, wow. yes. Well, you got I'm, a uh, hazy IPA headache. Indeed. Uh, so I've, uh, I'm keeping us a little bit more local. Um, I decided to, to rock out with our friends from uh, KCBC and go with one of their classics. Appropriate, of course, to our uh, uh, our group. Uh, of course, the Superhero Sidekicks uh, nice. IPA, which is just a classic of theirs. Uh, nice mixture of, let me just remind myself, I think it's one, two, three, four, five different kinds of hops, barley, wheat, and oats. Beautiful 6.9 percenter. Uh, and some pretty epic can art. Indeed, they are the they yeah, are the yeah. beautiful can. So let's pop that bad boy open, and we'll Good give sound. it a pour. Here we go. There it is. Now I'm also living that sort of golden life today. Oh, you're seeing the haze there. Yeah, and that haze is we we didn't plan this. Now this one's not going to be quite as high alcohol, but it's still got that beautiful straw coloring. It's got that nice lacing kind of up at the top it's got a really uh, kind of a bigger bubble actually but um always always a good drinker and uh captain what's in your glass? yes well nothing yet but it, very soon to be in there we've uh, talked a lot about how uh we've been uh, very new york centric with these we've hit brooklyn uh we've hit queens mm-hmm. we've hit the bronx uh and i realized that i've had a beer sitting on my refrigerator for a little while that is from staten island yeah oh, uh, this is from the, uh, wait a minute, let me see if I have, have the name right, uh, Killsborough okay. Brewery. They operate, uh, there's a brewery that operates inside a, a 
a, a beer store, restaurant kind of thing, barbecue place. Um, and this is called Couch Locked. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Familiar yeah. with the term Couch Locked? That's not one you'll have to enlighten us, Captain. Well, uh, it's it's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pour it and describe it, and then I will we will get into that in a moment. But this is an imperial stout. I believe it is a twelve point twelve point six percent. Oh boy! So All it right. is a it's an imperial stout with things like banana and cinnamon and cacao nibs. And here is our lovely pour. Gorgeous. Bring that a little bit higher so we can there see you that go. Yeah. beautiful coloration there. Oh my goodness. It is pitch black and that is fantastic. Um, oh, and it's, it almost looks like it's, it's gotta be a very thick beer. It's got that oh, definitely. viscosity to it, but it still has a respectable head for such a high ABV. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. All right, everyone. Cheers. There we are. All right. Cheers folks. Hmm. Uh, Killsborough oh, is another up and coming New York brewery. Yeah, um, they, they are. Also- um, there's not a lot going on in Staten Island with regard to that. Just like, well, you mentioned Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, you said we were saying Torch and Crown is the only one in Manhattan, although there are a few places that are like sort of brew pubby kind of things, right? Yes, there's one. Yeah, technically, Heartland Brewery, I think, is in a. Well, they outsource right. a lot of their stuff, but yeah. <laughs> but also, I think, uh, I think Birreria uh, in uh, Italy, they do yep, one. That's correct. Um, Okay. And, and what we, we there used to be Chelsea, uh, but then they yeah. moved to the Bronx. They, Are they, they still they there? Permanently moved, yeah. Yes, they're they're okay. Yeah, so the first production house is sort of I think right. what we're classifying Torch and Crown because Birria, the the one in um, in Italy, I think you just you really just get beer there. That's sort of yeah. how that works, and it's good beer. Um, yes, yes, it, it, I'm, I'm curious. I, I haven't tried that one, but I've heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting about Staten- has been uh, has been brewing in the Bronx as well. Yes. They have, okay. But their main location is, well, just like, I mean, we were just talking about with Evil Twin, how they brew a lot there, but they're still doing a lot of their contract brewing because they don't right, quite exactly. have room there to do everything they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one in Staten Island was Flagship, which we've been to yes. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun there. They've got some really nice, you know, basic stuff there. Uh, this one is a little more complex than most of the stuff that I've had there. Uh, although I've read some stuff that they have some exciting experiments coming up as well. Uh, this one... Uh, like I said, it's called Couch Locked, which uh, we've uh, we, we've intersected a little bit in the world of beer and cannabis uh, since we've been talking about this. True. We, of course, mentioned that we had a, had a hemp beer a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we mentioned that the Pony Bar always has their happy hour at 420. Yes. And so I looked this up. Apparently, Couch Locked is, is a reference to what happens when you get so under the effects of cannabis that you can't leave your couch. Oh, yeah. I've done that, um, and they've, uh, they've they've had a few other ones. Uh, they, I don't think they're they don't seem to have this at the brewery right now. I got this at a story of beer and cheese, and there are definitely some beer stores that are still that still have a stock of it. Uh, but they have another one, which is a, it might be a hazy IPA uh, called Hammock Locked. Hmm. So, but uh, yeah, they, I, I I have not been to that brewery, but when I read about them, I certainly look forward to visiting them and having some lovely barbecue someday. Oh, yeah, I've had a few of theirs, uh, hazy IPAs generally, and I know they make a few sours as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're pretty good, the Killsboro. Well, speaking of that haze life, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I, it's just so beautiful, Hophead Huck. Tell us more I about this it. glorious, glorious double, I believe you said. So what's the Yes, it's about? double IPA. It is a 8.8%. Uh, well, the captain wins tonight, but that usually tends to be <laughs> how this works. <laughs> 
actually not exclusively, but yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's eight point something, fellas. Oh, yeah, actually, I have it here. Uh, uh, but uh, we took a trip up there this afternoon to New City, which, like I said, is in Rockland County, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a new city, uh, but it was incorporated. Well, it wasn't in, actually it wasn't incorporated because it's not a town. Mm. It's not a city either. It's a hamlet. It is a hamlet. Uh, New York and city. its complicated uh, townages. Within the city hamlet of that makes town. But it is the county seat of Rockland County, which was established in 1799. So it's been around, even though it's called New City. But let's get back to District 96. Yes. <laughs> yes Great absolutely. brewery. And they really just have this uh, uh, just lovely blend of Nelson, Otuka, and Victoria's Secret. And it says you're supposed to get some juicy melon uh, vibes, and you really do. It's super <laughs> tropical, super fruity, and just smooth. And of course, it finishes with that perfected D96 snake fruit. Ooh. <laughs> Have you heard about this? No, tell us about it. Actually, you know what? It was funny. We actually uh, we were at the brewery, had uh, and a great place. We had, we had lunch there, really nice. And uh, I ran into the owner, and I talked to him for a little bit. His name is John. And... I said, what's up with the snake fruit? Where, I, I was trying to figure out where that gets started. And he didn't tell me, but he said it started as a joke because a snake fruit is an actual fruit yeah. that you can mm-hmm. get find in Indonesia. And it's got the scale. It looks like scales on the outside. That's where you get snake fruit. But anyway, he said, one day somebody made a joke about how it tasted like snake fruit, I guess. And that was it. That just became their identity. So now everything, all the IPAs have that snake fruit finish, which isn't a real thing. <laughs> it's just hops. There's no fruit. Yeah. And now they're just, they, they call the, the dining area outside the snake den. And it's, they've just become, uh, the, the snake has become their mascot. So it's really great. What I, what I, they're so uh, hip right now, mm-hmm. the District 96. But it was funny to go up there and then talk to the owner and realize this is a small operation. You know, they're. Yeah. They're putting out about three cans, two to three cans a week, mm-hmm. and they generally sell them that week. And so they're doing great. And this is this is tops. This is top notch. Mm-hmm. You're between Instagram and the fact that you own a car. You're you're very good at keeping on top of the the trends and the and the hip hip new love- joints. All the kids are doing these days. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with the. kids. I am the kids. That's what I'm yeah. trying to be. I want to. Yeah. I am the kids. I'm not yes. keeping up with the kids. They're keeping up with me. Yes. Top Ed Huck is on the scene. All right. <laughs> He's got because no, I, I literally had not heard of the brewery until you told me about it yesterday. Yeah, they've done some collab, a lot of collabs with other half and uh, yeah. Trillium and and other uh, uh, bre- big breweries. So everybody, they're everybody's little darling favorite right now, and they're earning it. This is delicious. It's yeah. really, really good. It's bringing me back to IPAs because you know I've been li- I've been living the lager life. Oh yeah, well, I did buy their their Mexican lager as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying that as well. Classic. And how about the KCBC? I mean, I think that they have the five. It's superhero. You said it's five hops. Yes. So that's the, the the five sidekicks, I believe. Exactly. Yep. And I believe that this is just volume one here. Uh, I was trying to figure out on the can, but I believe it's the, the OG. Um, I believe this is the uh, the Hoptimus, which of course has got their octopus on it, uh, who's oh, heading yes. out. Um, Sally. But, yes. But KCBC is one of those breweries that just I, I love not only because they make incredible beers, but because they got a great story. So uh, it's three guys who had gone to uh, brewing school together, the um, uh, uh, what's it called American Brewers Guild. That was it in Vermont. And they all wanted to open breweries separately, but they decided to put their powers combined, similar to our beer venture types, mm-hmm. uh, to create their own brewery. And they did in Bushwick. And when you're looking at New York City, Bushwick 
historically, I believe it was turn of the century, it was the top brewing spot in uh, in the United States. There were more breweries in, in Bushwick and in New York than there were anywhere else. Uh, and then, you know, prohibition happened and that was rough. Um, and so they were bringing this sort of brewery scene back to to Brooklyn. And I know we've been a number of times. Uh, the Beer Avengers often meet there. And I've actually only been there once. Oh, you've been there, only been there once? Oh. I, uh, it, it, in fact, it happened, uh, well, I think it was last October. We talked mm-hmm. about this trip a little bit before when, uh, when uh, Huck, I met you and a few others at uh, Queens Brewery. And then we uh, went over to Evil Twin. Evil Twin and, yeah. Yes. Uh, but since I'd never been to KCBC, I said, I will, I will, I will, I will meet you guys at Queens Brewery, but I have to visit KCBC first. And I, uh, yeah, they, they're masters there. Yeah, they're, they're pretty magical and wonderful. And they're also, again, a great example of how breweries are great community spaces because um, not only, uh, you know, is it a place where you can get incredible beer, both on site and to go, but also um, I, I've been to a talks in their back room about birding because one of their right. brewers is a birder uh, right. and, and they make a, a beer that is specifically for the, um, I believe it's Audubon, New York City Audubon uh, as a fundraiser yes. every year. Uh, and they've got amazing artists that they represent in the space. And so it's it's just nice to sort of have a place that is continued to be grounded in their neighborhood. And that's, you know, that's not exclusive to them, but it's just one example of how you can get really nice local breweries doing creative stuff and also, you know, be in a place where you want to go and hang out and see what's new and connect with your neighbors. Yeah, now, do you, do that, you, go ahead. I haven't seen that bird one since last year. The uh, Well, you know, the indoor time may have slowed things a bit too. Yes, and that was I was curious about. Do you happen to know if they're are, are they just doing to go and delivery, or they do they have a sidewalk uh, presence as well? Um, they don't generally serve food, so I would imagine right now they're probably just doing to go and delivery, um, unless yeah. for some some way they've been able to to get around that loophole. Um, but absolutely, want I to believe check out. yeah, they're just doing a to go and delivery right now. Yeah, I mean, sim- sim- similar thing with uh, with Killsboro. Uh, even though they're they're big on food. Uh, there's nothing on the website except for delivery options. I found it safe flight. It was called the, uh, that's the, that's their bird beer. Yes. The bird beer. IPA. Yeah. 6.2% for the New York Audubon Society. Yeah. I realize I never did get around to quite reading the entire description of this one is, uh, cacao nibs, vanilla, coffee, banana, toasted almonds, and toasted coconut for the uh, couch lock. See, that's magic right there. It is because for me, if it were if it were too strong on the banana, that might that would be overwhelming. But all the other things are good. The, the curious thing about this one, it, it, on the initial taste, it's a little sweeter than I generally am. I'm crazy about. I still like it, uh, but then it it grows richer with each sip. Uh, the finish is very rich. You can like really feel it in your throat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm awesome. I'm getting th- that hot burn. I'll be honest. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. I got like that like hop tingle you get at the end because this one is sweet and citrus. Actually, the, I believe their pairing recommendation is like curry and spicy Thai food for uh, mm. for this one, and it definitely fits. It's got that sweetness that would bring out some of that spice. And one of my favorite combos, of course, is something heavily hopped and something spicy together because they just make each other so much better. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah that- it's one of those places where I'm uh, I'm inclined to try some of the kind of uh, beers that you guys are so much more into than I am, uh, because I do like those genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a really good job with the with the with the dark high ABV stuff that I love so much. And so I don't you know you can only have so many beers when you're at a place. 
Uh, and and so when I visited, I, that's pretty much what I drank exclusively. I've had some of those, got even a couple of bottles of that to go. Yeah, they do and a good I, job with those too. And, yeah. I, and I wish I could remember which ones they are. But well, uh, <laughs> That means you were doing it right. Cheers to that, Captain. Thank you. Well, it's, I mean, we've, we've talked about the volume of, of individuals, not just the amount of all, how much we drink, but how many different beers that we drink because of we're in the world that we're in. Um, I, it's, it's, uh, did, uh, I'm going to look it up right now and see what my, I think I might've mentioned this once before. Uh, are, are you guys still doing untapped at all? No, not really. No. Yeah. Because uh, that's still, I find that very useful to look up. Uh, I, for those who are listening who don't know this, Untapped is an app uh, where no matter where you're drinking, you can sort of log your beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's uh, It may sound a little obsessive, but because there are so many different beers, what's really nice for me is if I get to a place and I say, that beer sounds really familiar to me. Uh, and and so I'll look it up and see if I've had it before. And there was one point I was like, wait, where did I have that one? That Vermont brewery, and and it was from a time I was visiting my sister, and I had it at the airport bar. It was some unique Vermont beer. I'm like, okay, I have had this once before, but never in New York. Um, so I have had on I have untapped. I have this actually. There are plenty of times when I've had repeat beers that I haven't logged in, mm-hmm. but I have had uh, one thousand two hundred and thirty five unique beers since wow. I started doing that. I mean, that is and I have, for the cause. And 1,682 check-ins over well, – well, well, we'll let the listeners guess how many years that's yes. over because I uh, I don't really feel like doing all that research right now. Well, and it's a, it's quite a trivia question. But Captain, huh? so much of, of Untapped, as, as I found it, has been about sort of going out and acknowledging the places where you are. But in the indoor times that we're in right now, I find that I'm actually my, – my like heavy Untapped user friends are doing a really good job of sort of keeping things going. And Untapped is really mm-hmm. adapted to our indoor times. Absolutely. They have a special thing where they even have something where it rather than just like having to enter your address or say private revenue, you can just click on untapped at home. Yeah, it's been a fun uh, way to keep that community going because I know a yeah. lot of beer drinkers have been connecting in that way when we can't all, you know, be at a bar or a brewery having a beer together or on a podcast. Yes. But yeah, in fact, untapped is the reason why there are so many uh, beer pictures on my camera roll. <laughs> You know, every time every time you're on something on Facebook, you say, "Oh, post the last five pictures that you have on your camera roll." There are times when I'm not going to just show five pictures of beer because that's really <laughs> if, if unless I curate a little bit, that's all you're going to see, and and uh, and that's just it's not interesting to the general. I mean, once we start putting stuff on our Facebook page for this, that'll be different. That'll be its own little home for it. We're expecting to see beer, but uh, you can't overload it on the. Uh, on your regular Facebook feed. Now, to be clear, I should also just mention a little bit of the, uh, speaking of pictures of people with beer, there, there is a little bit of uh, beer vendor lore that goes into uh, photography style. And that is, um, as we have done moderately well, not maybe that well, of actually trying to hide our secret identities, that does tend to follow through on our photographic uh, endeavors at times. Definitely the ones we do as a group. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important, uh, you know, first rule of beer vendoring is that you never reveal your true identity. And that usually means, just covering a little bit of yourself with your beer. Just a little bit, yeah. Like maybe from the nose down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your eyes are peeking out over it. Uh, yeah, to see some examples of that, all you have to do is go to our Twitter feed. We're going to be adding to that again soon. But if you go to at the Beer Avengers uh, on Twitter, uh, both the period when we were when we were writing the blog in 2014 
and even the next year when we were doing it, but not chronicling it as scrupulously, there's a whole big example of those pictures that we did with that. And for myself, when I'm on untapped, I, I, I feel like I've perfected something that I refer to as the beer fee. <laughs> and not, it's not so much because I want to preserve my identity. It's because I think the beer deserves center stage. That's right. Now, some people just take a picture of their beer. But what I do is I just sort of hold the beer uh, like as far up as possible, like right up to if you want to take a, a, a screenshot of this. you can, So I'll do it up here. Usually the beer glass is a little more full. Uh, and, and I just sort of cut it off like right at my eyebrows and just frame the beer around what little there is of my face. Well, and we will make sure that we post that on not only on Twitter, but also on our uh, Instagram account, which Huck has been meticulously decorating oh, yeah. here. And that is You've been very good about that. Yeah. Uh, beer Avengers on Instagram. So follow us there and uh, we'll even maybe show you a little bit of our true selves. We got pages banging over there. And speaking of our true selves, uh, I think we've come to the point in the in the podcast where in the beer cast uh, where we have yet another origin story. Origin stories. All right. Would you uh, would you favor us with your origin story, Beer Wonder? Well, you know, I will do my best, and and I'll be honest. I, I came to beer I, as many people did, I think, in a rather circuitous uh, route. Um, I think we were talking Hawk about how you know. Uh, and, and actually, even you, uh, Captain, about how we, we sort of had interesting Midwestern connections to some of our beer uh, growing up. Yes, you and I were Midwestern. He was more of a Massachusetts. Yes. But there's not – but not in the big city yes, so much. Yes, not in the big city. Um, and I, I grew up in a, in a humble state, uh, a, a North Star state, uh, some might say. Um, and uh, the uh, and honestly, I – you know, I, I didn't – Beer was sort of not a part of my my upbringing in in a particularly distinct sense. I mean, um, my dad always enjoyed a good beer, and for him, a good beer was Sam Adams. So I figured that that was what you did. Um, and uh, but it wasn't something I was particularly interested in. And I, my real first introduction to beer was when I finally came to the big city, um, w- you know, with its undisclosed locations. Uh, and I think it was the third night of college. My roommates decided to have a great rager in our dorm, and all they drank was ro- were was Rolling Rock. And the room stunk to high heaven, and everyone was throwing up in the bathrooms. And I was like, you know what, this beer thing. It's probably not going to be my idea of a good time because if this is the result of how this works, I think we're probably out. So I turned very quickly to wine. And for me, wine was not only kind of classy and interesting, but it was also, you know, it had flavor. And as far as I thought, beer was still just uh, rolling rock. And I got pretty deep on wine. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I did that whole thing where you're in college or in college and you like back- do the backpacker trip in Europe and all that nonsense. Uh, and I tried wine across the board. Of course, I did beer in Germany and had a great time, but most of what I was drinking was wine. And like I that was sort of where my my interests, you know, lay because as far as I knew up until this point, beer was the stuff that made my college dorm room stink up or whatever my dad was drinking, but that clearly wasn't that interesting. I could get a wine that was more interesting and more exciting. Um, and that actually stayed pretty consistent. I got out of college, I started working. Um, and, uh, and you know, like many of us, we all have uh, alter egos and, and I would say Clark Kent-esque jobs. Um, and uh, for a time for me, that was in the theater field uh, as, a, as a performing artist. And, um, you know, as one does when you live in a big, you know, city that needs superheroes to, to continue to protect it, you occasionally wind up uh, getting involved in something that might be a little bit um, 
not what you had anticipated. And so uh, it goes back a bit, but I was working on a, a production uh, that was a musical all about the history of uh, uh, yes. one of our finer presidents, uh, the one and only Abraham Lincoln. Um, and uh, this is where the beer story really sort of takes off. Because I saw that show. You, I, I did too. Both yeah. of you saw this uh, yeah. experience, and I am still sorry. It was a Sunday afternoon. Yes, it was indeed. Um, and I just just to give some context, um, uh, I am I believe, if not the youngest, but one of the younger of the Beer Avengers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, the uh, the role that I was playing in this show certainly one of the youngest when we started. Correct. I think I think we're having younger members join every think, day. Which is important, which makes me feel better about my life. But certainly when I started. You gotta give back. I know. It's <laughs> and it's nice to invite the younger generation in, you know? Uh, in, in as I continue to get older. Um, but I was probably in my mid-20s at this point, and I was playing every geriatric character to the point where I had to glue a white beard onto my face and dye my hair white for the show. Um, so that was interesting. Um, my big number in the show was me teaching people spelling, uh, and it went on for 12 minutes. There was an awkward... Uh, like a dream ballet between Abraham and his sister where they were both in their underwear. So that was interesting. So needless to say, and I think you can attest to this, the show was a disaster. I would not call it, call it an unqualified disaster. I, I would, I would think it would, I thought it was entertaining and not just for the wrong reasons. Fair enough. Well, I appreciate that from the inside that's a great way to put it. That's that that is spoken like a true gentleman. But honestly, I'd been drowning my sorrows in lots of wine after each show. Yeah. And uh, and Captain, actually, uh, I had invited you to come and see the show, kind of yeah. not knowing what I was dragging you into. And if I recall, or, or the jewel in the neighborhood near right around the corner from the theater. Exactly. Um, and I insisted on buying you a drink afterwards to thank you for coming. And you suggested that we go to this neat little place that you'd heard of called the Pony Bar. Exactly. And it was my first trip. And I'll be honest, I if I've looked back in my own pony records, and I don't think I was keeping particularly good records, but the what they list, if it's correct, is that I had an Abita as my very first craft beer. And I was Was it a turbo dog? I believe it was. Because I'm pretty sure you chose it for me. It's possible, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's one of their classics. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, I was completely blown away because as far as I was concerned up until this point, beer was solely that disgusting Rolling Rock stuff. I mean, not disgusting. Let's be fair. Rolling Rock has its place in its time. But from my memory of that night, it sort of has a bad taste in my mouth or smell, I guess, for me. I'll, I'll, well, I'll go a little further with the taste, something I remember about that that first time because – uh, you had a fellow cast member mm -hmm. uh, that came along with us, and and she was also impressed by by the beer, mm -hmm. and she said she always thought beer tasted like feet. Yeah, yeah, she, that was her impression. Beer tastes like feet, and she'd never tasted beer that was like on another level before. Yeah, it was it was a a, a real mind blower um, for me, and of course, this was back in the days when, uh, and the Pony Bar still to this day is is one of the. I think best places to go for beer. Um, but this is when they were one of the only games in the city. And also they had their classic $4 happy hour. And so um, my four twenty to five twenty every exactly. day, um, get as many in as you can. Um, 
but I, I sort of transitioned a little bit out of being the, the theater professional and started working a lot in Times Square. And every day when I was done with the work that I was doing, I was done around four o'clock typically. And so I would just mosey on over to the pony bar and sit down. Why wouldn't bar. you? Why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> it's the natural choice. And yeah. Dan, who you know is their owner, and Sierra and all the incredible bartenders there kind of gave me an introductory education in what beer is. Um, and it totally... Let's not forget Susanna. Susanna. Was, oh my goodness. We can't yeah. forget Susanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it was, it was mind blowing. And as the beer Avengers, you know, as we started with uh, to form our squad and as we started on our passporting, it just sort of grew into me figuring out what I liked. And I uh-huh. took the name beer wonder to begin because I was really in that exploratory phase. I had not. Gee Willikers captain. This beer is great. Exactly. In fact, <laughs> if I look at my old pony list, I would jump from lagers to deep, rich, incredible dark beers to crazy IPAs to sours, basically one of each. got to try everything. Yeah. And yes, uh, absolutely. And as as things sort of settled for me, um, I I moved into working in a lot of talking to people about things, and uh, and I decided that in as a mix of all of the crazy things I get to do for my life, that one of the things I wanted to do was talk about beer, and so I hooked up with a group. Uh, called City Brew Tours, which is the largest provider of craft beer experiences in North America, um, where I am a tour guide. I know. Um, and, you know, during the during the before times, we would head around New York City, check out bars, talk about the history of beer, taste beer, get into all that. Um, and now that we're in the indoor times, uh, I get to do it virtually online. So a couple times a week, I get to chat with nice folks on Zoom and taste some beers that are sent to them and talk about how you do beer pairings and basically nerd out about beer. And, uh, and so while I would barely call myself a beer expert, uh, it certainly has become a bigger part of my life that I certainly ever anticipated when the captain took me to the pony bar after a rough afternoon uh, to try this magical elixir that we now dedicate time of our lives yeah, to. Good. That's, wow, that's and, good and so in, in keeping with, uh, with well, what we talked before about when we were teasing out how none of us are really professionals, the beer wonder is the exception to this uh well, he is he is he is of, of of all of us he's the closest to being a professional um who knows uh, eventually maybe what we're doing now will count as being professional but who yeah. knows <laughs> but but here's the thing as i always like to say you know if even if you're even if it is your sort of job if you're not enjoying the beverage then really what is the point well yeah because, obviously yeah because yeah. beer is beer is all about is all about bringing people together it's all about connections it's all about cool flavors it's all about trying stuff and so um so I, I have no place for beer snobs and an open heart for beer nerds, uh, which is why, you know, the Beer Avengers are a welcoming crew. I do want to do give a quick shout out to a fun group that I had at one of our beer and cheese tastings uh, that were in Columbus and gave me uh, a whole list of places for a potential Beer Avengers adventure in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, uh-huh. And that was Evan and Abby. Happy birthday, Evan. Uh it was great to get to hang out with you and check out all the ridiculously amazing beers you were drinking. That's funny. I'm supposed to be in Columbus, Ohio, right now. Yeah. What were you supposed to be doing there? Oh, it's just I, I'm a I'm a uh, conference wife. So, conference oh, you were supposed house. to go with her. You were right. supposed to go with her, but she wound up going on her own. Or no, we she, she we didn't go at all. online. Okay. So they're still having their conference, just no parties. So, so you don't get to go visit Brew Dog. I don't no get problem. to see go to Brew Dog or the breweries there. Yeah, that's what that would have been my thing. 
I'd be reporting from Ohio. But. I mean, at yeah, we, some point, we'll need to have some uh, some reports from the field, naturally. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting uh, that you mentioned Columbus because I, I – did I say where I grew up when I did my origin story? Did I? Yes, you did. So, yeah. So, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, or in a suburb of Dayton, Ohio, uh, and there wasn't – and they were a little later to the party than some of the states, uh, but I found myself a few years back going – and discovering how amazing the Ohio beer scene is. Um, and then shortly after that, I started doing some traveling overseas and I discovered this. I didn't actually go to Scotland, which is where Brewdog is from. Of course. But I found that they have this amazing international presence. I found this, uh, the Brewdog has a pub right near the Coliseum in Rome. Mm -hmm. and, and and I was there with my dad and and went to, we, we were traveling several different places. We kept running into Brewdog. Well, now BrewDog's main American presence is in Columbus, Ohio. Right. <laughs> that That's where they have this big, giant facility. So after we had been to the BrewDog facilities in, uh, oh, I guess it was uh, in, it was, it was, it was in Rome and it was in Florence and in Vienna. Then I went to visit my dad and we drove up to Columbus to, to go to the, 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 the big place. <laughs> Well, and and uh, I mean, and Columbus, based on everything I was talking about uh, with this last group, has not only the amazing stuff that Brewdog is doing, of course, but just a wild scene. It sounds like there's some pretty oh, yeah. amazing spots that are popping up there as well. Well, what's really cool about Brewdog is that, and what going to visit different places I've been to, is that every place they do, they have a certain amount of taps that are specific Brewdog taps, mm -hmm. and then the other taps are saluting whatever local culture that's there. So like that. both good. so both places I went to in Italy, they had okay. Here are the brew dog taps, and here are the Italian taps, um, and just like that, when same thing when I went to the one in Columbus, yeah, they had a certain number of brew dog and a certain number of 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 Columbus and other ones in the area. That's the other thing we're talking about. What I miss about traveling, since mm -hmm. haven't been able to really do that at all with all of this, is what's great about the American craft beer scene is you could pretty much put your like randomly throw a dart at a map and land anywhere in the United States. Say, I'm going to go there and you can go to that place and you will be able to have beers that you can't get anywhere else. Very because true. so much of the microbreweries and the nanobreweries are so small that unless they they're picked up, unless they're doing some kind of partnership, then a lot of them aren't going to get much beyond a few state radius. True. And it's also, it's really weird because uh, a, a friend of mine uh, who's who's introduced me to a lot of the great beers in Dayton. Uh, I was talking to him recently, and for instance, uh, one of my favorite things we get here sometimes is Westbrook mm -hmm. yeah. uh, from North Carolina. Right. They have the Mexican cake. Uh, awesome. And so we're in New York, and North Carolina is below Ohio, and my friend in Ohio had never heard of Westbrook. So there's no telling how things get distributed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, like district 96, I was talking about, they, I asked him about kegs, like, cause I've never seen it in a keg out anywhere. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Said, yeah we, he just said, yeah, we just don't do that. We just have never distributed kegs and they've been around for three years and like, wow. So their like, tap stuff, the their tap stuff is just for there and everything yeah. else is cans. Yeah. Wow, okay. that's wonderful. And I love that that sort of destination brewing situation, because just like you're saying, you know, Captain, that there's part of the, the joy of beer tourism as someone who spends a little bit of time in that is that it 
that you get those sort of magical experiences. And it's it's a destination, you know, Hill Farmstead is a great example, that incredible brewery in Vermont where where people trek all the way out to go check oh, it out. Yeah. Yes. Um, that that having that making it a part of that experience and, and really knowing that you're only going to be able to get something in one spot makes the, the trip part of an experience. And we've certainly done that as a crew, including for uh, uh, Hop Huck's uh, birthday one year. We went on a yeah, last year. Yeah. A wild adventure. Um, Five different uh, Jersey breweries. Oh, that was so great. That, that's part of what New I was talking Jersey. about, what, how, how great it is. At like, yeah, New Jersey, yeah, not, New not Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, not, the, not the islands, yeah. Yes, yeah, not, not no. the UK. No, we, we considered that, but uh, we didn't really quite have the time. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was the summer of 2019. Oh, the old days. And it was one of the hottest, and we were having a lot of hot, we get, it, was, it was like yeah. the hottest it had been in New York for a while. It was hot. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I was supposed to work that day, and once you guys invited me, I'm like, I think I'm going to take a vacation day. Yep. <laughs> I work outside. I worked outside um, up until everything shut down, um, and so yeah, like now I think I think they can do without me, so I can go cruise the New Jersey breweries. Can I go over? You, 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 and you had just bought that car, right? Yeah, yeah, we just got the car. Yeah, yeah, old Pearl. Yeah, I'm, I, I, right now, I'm, I'm even though I'm not working, I'm considering buying a car just so I can go places in a safe way. Yeah. Is it and wrong just, to get another beer or? It's not wrong to get another beer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still working on mine, but, uh, okay. but, but yeah. And I'm still yeah. working, but I do, I do have a report at least for me in this week in beer. Oh, um, definitely. Because, yeah. I want to hear uh, it. Please. Because I had, I had an adventure and, and, and Huck, if you need a moment to, to, to refill, cause I know you've got such good you stuff. Talk. There. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've mentioned that I have a great little grocery store nearby that, um, that, uh, I really enjoy that has a really good beer selection, but I did, uh, check out a new, uh, beer store this weekend that I wanted to, um, put some, some love out into, uh, and that is in downtown Brooklyn, um, uh, in that, you know, borough of queen of Kings, excuse me, that we like to talk about, uh, it's called the beer barrel. Um, and they have a very good specifically local collection. Um, I was seeing a lot of favorites um, from a number of the breweries we've talked about, but other ones that I love um, that were there and they sell them by the cans, by the can. Their prices are a little bit on the higher side. They're about $7 a piece, but I was able to pick up some beers that I had been looking for there. So for those of you who might be in uh, the borough. Let's pause for just a moment. And we, as long as you're pouring another one, we have to like announce the pour. What do you, what do you, what do you pour in there? uh, So you don't have to worry about the the pour. All right. From where? Oh, it's another one of the ones from District 96? Yeah, this is their Mexican Pilsner. It's called Politica. Go, Very hold, good. Hold that up because I want to take a look because this one is after that hazy, hazy boy that we were talking about. This one has got that nice, clean, you can see straight through it. Like if yeah. you were to hide, you would not be able to hide your secret identity behind it terribly well. Um, no. So, but it's golden and looks beautiful. And I bet it is crisp as all get out. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually really nice. It's got that. Anyway, anyway back to the. Uh, yeah, great. Back to your your new beer store. What, yes, what's it called again? Uh, it's called the Brooklyn Beer Barrel, um, and Excellent. they are located in downtown Brooklyn on Willoughby Street. Um, really nice selection. Really interesting, helpful folks. Um, so if you happen to be in that part of uh, the 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 county of Kings, uh, definitely check them out. Very good. Check them out right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're yeah. It's, uh, these little beer stores are are so such. I don't. I, I feel like you might have mentioned it last week, but the place where you got the uh, the blue beer from last week, the uh, Harlem Hops, um, oh, yeah. 
That 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 sounds so great. And then I was talking again about how uh, about about the place in my neighborhood. You were so surprised that Sea Town, mm-hmm. uh, right around just a little little right near right, is Sea Town, right near uh, uh, Steinway Street on Twenty Eighth Avenue in uh, in Queens. They have one of the best beer selections anywhere. Um, as great as the story of beer and cheese is, um, and they've got a lot of the Southern tier pumpkin beers, which is, that's actually, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think we should delve into that a little bit here. We might even do a whole show about that at some point in the future. Uh, but they've got all the Southern tier is one of the best at the pumpkin. They've got the, their Imperial pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. but they, this year so far, I hadn't been able to find the warlock, which is their pumpkin stout. Mm-hmm. Got it at at Sea Town on Twenty Eighth oh, uh, Avenue today. Yeah. Um, but the other big thing in my weekend beer oh, was we were talking last week about uh, about about Gun Hill because I was mm-hmm. bringing the Void of Light and I got a delivery from Gun Hill this week. Ooh! Um, and I got their their uh, latest batch of Void of Light, as well as their Void of Light Coconut Snickerdoodle. And they're black is beautiful, dulce de leche. Ooh, and they uh, magic. do not disappoint. Um, Huck, I was thinking about what you were saying last week about the PB and J void of light. Yeah. And I, uh, I really, so here's, here's my basic question to you. Do you prefer Reese's peanut butter cups or mound bar mounds bars? Uh, peanut butter cups. Mounds bars for me. Oh, so, okay. 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 So, so that's why, as much as I did enjoy the PB and J, I liked the Snickerdoodle better because that chocolate and coconut together I got you. is just so great to me. It's a. Uh, have you had the? Oh, what's the Duclaw? Oh yes, yeah. Very it's good like e- even even though these are different because one of them is a porter and one of them is a brown. Uh, very similar to the differences between Sweet Baby Jesus, which is their peanut butter. Is it peanut butter porter or peanut butter stout? Porter, yeah. It is a porter. And then they've got their the brown, which is called Dirty Little Freak, which is uh which is a brown with coconut. Okay. And I, I prefer that one. But like I said, I think it's it's all it's entirely subjective. It's like if you dig on the coconut, uh and ch- especially coconut and chocolate combination, that's gonna be where you go to. Um although as much as I love the snickerdoodle. Uh, and enjoyed the PB and J. I still like the basic void of light, and I, I really like their mint that I had about a year or so ago. But their their basic void of light is is just that's your beer. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're I mean, like, it's like, you're it's, like it's, the original drinker of that beer. You're as far as I can. Recall. I guess uh, last week we talked about uh, beer wonder. You and I the the trip we took up there, yes. and I did go back and look at the blog. Um, oh, mm-hmm. And the the truth is they they had kicked the void of light. Uh, the night before and but, you had uh, a pony before that or somewhere in the city i had which is why i was looking forward to it so yeah. we, we had lots of great beers there in fact the coolest thing you know we talked a little bit about i'm, I'm glad you mentioned the bartenders we love at the pony bar yes and and we should be like clear. Susanna and sam and sierra and and Adam was another one I remember. I mean, the, uh, I have I have rarely I've never come across a, a bartender at the Pony who did not know their stuff and was not outrageously good at their stuff. So Pony knows what they're doing in terms of selecting well, this the bartenders. Is, we we know how we talked a little bit about how Susanna moved to the Blind Tiger. Yes, and there was some point where I was there with one of our other beer vendors, mm-hmm. uh, and and 
she was trying to get Susanna's attention and, and the other bartender came over to her and, and she kind of like tried to hide a little bit cause she wanted to see Susanna. And, and then she apologized to the guy later. Yeah. And, and the guy said that like, no, don't worry about that. It, it's the bartenders here are so, he didn't say legendary, but something along those lines is that every bartender that works at the blind tiger has people who come in just to see them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they have a history with them. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I mentioned a little bit, I think on last week's about bartenders who don't know their shit. And, right. and, and, and I, I don't want to focus on the negative because the only reason we notice those more are because most of them are great. Most of them are just, it's, it's, yeah. uh, we, you know, we talked about the whole, the, the, the whole, uh, beer geek versus beer nerd, yes. the best bartenders not only know everything, but they also know how to treat someone who comes in who doesn't know anything with respect. Yep. I've seen people go into a story of beer and cheese and say, uh, oh, well, I usually drink Corona. Mm-hmm. And a beer, like a beer, a beer snob would roll their eyes. Uh, but the bartenders there would say, you know, we don't we don't have that. But I think we might have something else you might like here. Right, because well, they're trying to get to that same play, flavor profile. Right, and that's and that's the the real magic of of you know of craft beer is that we've I've seen people who we've seen people similar to me who thought that beer was nothing be transformed by a bartender who was able to yeah. really make an introduction in that way. Oh, I, I remember what I was also thinking is when when you were talking about that, I was uh, I was reminded that every once in a while I've been to a place where the bartender or or server said. I don't know. I don't really drink beer. <laughs> and that's fine if they don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drink beer to know it, but you've been serving it. You've heard what people say if you're listening. Like you don't you don't have to be a connoisseur of beer to be able to serve connoisseurs of beer. True. Agreed. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I hear that and like Okay, I'll I'll just look at Beer Advocate then. Thank you. <laughs> I've got a phone. I guess that's. I, I guess you're just a conduit. <laughs> yeah, I think times have changed. I used to go to bars and and if I had a problem with the beer, like the bartender or the manager would be like, "No, it's fine." He's like, "No, it's flat," or "No, it's sour." Or, you know, it's it's off. No, yeah. No, no, I just tasted it. It's good. Or like, yeah, I can't. I've seen yeah. it where like there's a different ta- it's a it's a tap for one beer and it's actually something else. I'd be like, yeah. you know, I don't think this is what the tap says it is. Like, no, it is. Like I well, my- had it and I just like I've had to stop doing it because I can't argue with people who aren't gonna on, and on the on the flips on the, on the flip side of that, uh the way it is now, mm-hmm. um I recently like in the last several months, uh I I, I got a bottle of something from a story beer and cheese because it looked like something I'd like. And I open it. I'm like, this is not what this is supposed to be at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and I, I don't remember the name of the brewery or whatever. And so when I went back to a story of beer and cheese, I said, I, I didn't want my money back or anything. I just said, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. Cause <laughs> I, I tasted it and I'd gone online and I see other people saying, this is like, it's supposed to be a, porter but it tastes like a sour or something it was one of those kind of weird like just weird things like if they build it as that uh and um 
and, and I said, like, I just, I just wanted, I'm just telling was like, you guys should know this is what this beer actually is. And, and sure enough, the next time I went in there, they had tasted it and said, oh, you're absolutely right. Next beer's on us. Yeah. So That's it was like, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't even asking for that. Cause like the beer, like I said, the beer wasn't terrible. No. It just, this is not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Uh, which is completely different from what you were talking about. They're saying, no, it's fine. They're like, well, they're trying to gaslight you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll remember that next time I don't come here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've we've reached about that time again, unless there are any uh, any, any important uh, th- business we feel like we've left out. Well, I just I mean, want to mention one thing. I know we've yes, been talking a lot about beer snobs and, and beer geeks and beer. Yeah. I, I am a beer snob. I'm sorry. So uh, how much have you been judging us? Quite a lot. See, this is a, this is an audio podcast, so no one can see. I hope you can hear how hard he's laughing. At, he can't keep a straight face pretending to be a beer snob. But but thank you for that. Uh, no, I don't judge people on what they drink. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I think in the back of my head, nah, that's not what you yeah, this is this is the same guy who was rhapsodizing about Budweiser last week. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I didn't judge you for that. The king of beers. As long as you're drinking a beer, I think any beer venture is happy, right? Or that's even right. if you're drinking a White Claw, if that's your thing. Or a cider, you know. and we'll talk about that later. Oh, yes. We have a whole cider episode coming up. Uh, we've got oh, all good. sorts of things. We don't know exactly when you'll be hearing this because we've got a few things to do. Uh, hopefully it will still be pumpkin beer season by the time this hits the, uh, I was going to say airwaves. I don't know what you even fucking call it. It goes live. Yes. Yeah. It goes when it goes live, when it drops, that's what the kids say. You're one of the kids, since you're the kid, uh, you're, uh, let's pretend you're not older than me. Since you're our, you're the kid here, Huck, uh, (laughs) but, uh, what is, 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 are the kids still saying when things drop? I think we can still say drop. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's gonna, we don't know when this is going to drop, but uh, but hopefully all of this will still be relevant. I think actually, these first four episodes have just been practice. Next week we're going to do the we're going to do the real first episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still going to drop these, but I'll Again, probably the probably... audio. People are hearing the. I didn't see your eyes light up. What? <laughs> these have been practice. Well, uh, well, you'll maybe put like a little like uh, a little uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, the crawl they have the the disclaimer. There'll be yeah. disclaimers like yeah. we were just practicing. But for archival reasons, we thought you might enjoy this. It's well, like and, and you, need, you need an origin story. You need to know who we are. It's important. Yeah, yeah. It's like no one, uh, no one, no one comes out of the womb fully formed as who they are. I mean, Good they point. are fully formed. It's that's All the right, gestation put period. Out, but put them out there. Anyway, uh, I think uh, I, I see you clutching the uke, so I think it's time for Huck to play us out. Okay, great. Thanks for a great beer cast, guys. Yes, thank always you. a pleasure. Oh, we're the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers.